0: Hello and welcome to the Transforming Society podcast from Bristol University Press. My name's George Miller, and I'm the editor of a new paperback series that BUP has launched this spring. Over the next few years, What Is It For? will explore the purpose of a range of institutions, beliefs, ideologies, and other phenomena that make up the contemporary world, from veganism to AI, nuclear weapons to the monarchy. Inherent in the series' concept is the idea that the answer to the question will most probably be complex and up for debate, but that it's worth asking in order to think about how the future could be better. The series has launched with three titles, War, Cybersecurity and Philanthropy. And it's to cybersecurity that we turn in this second episode. Tim Stevens, author of What is Cybersecurity for?, is a reader in international security and head of the Cybersecurity Research Group at King's College London. Tim's research looks at the intersection of technology, politics, and global security practices. His particular interests are the politics and governance of cybersecurity, which makes him the ideal author to take on the challenge of addressing what cybersecurity is for. Cybersecurity, Tim argues, is about much more than simply securing data on computers. The digital world is so interwoven with the physical world that breaches of cybersecurity can have serious real world consequences, from the money in your bank account to critical national infrastructure and even national security itself. Tim writes, We cannot but think of cybersecurity as political, it's entangled with almost everything we do from online shopping, social media, finance, work, play and voting, to critical infrastructure supporting every personal and social need, to war, conflict, development and visions of global order. When I spoke to Tim recently, I began by asking him if now struck him as a good time to be asking what cybersecurity is for.
1: Yes, and now, I've been looking at cybersecurity for well over a decade and a half. And a couple of points to make, I guess, is one, yes, I think that this is an issue of public importance, but it gets discussed in a particular way, perhaps, in the news and also a particular way in academia too. And quite often uh, the news is quite sensationalist and quite often academia is quite dry. So I saw an opportunity here to to do something productive in that space that speaks to a a more general audience about issues that I see of concern, because we see these in the headlines all the time, especially about state-on-state cyber security actions and the like. Uh, We also talk about the the relationship between corporate actions and privacy and data and so on, and and getting into the space of online harms, as I'm sure some of our listeners will be aware. Even though I don't talk about those in the book, that's very much part of this overall landscape. So we see, this, we see this everywhere about the states and businesses, but also the really important thing about cybersecurity, from my perspective, is that the technologies we're talking about, the digital technologies, are more or less ubiquitous in the societies that, that you and I and our, and our listeners and, and hopefully readers live in. I mean, it's a global issue. And so I thought it was very interesting to, to talk about cybersecurity as if you know these technologies are ubiquitous in our lives. And the other thing about why this particular volume matters to me is that, you know, as an academic, I have a public, in my eyes, a public responsibility to actually communicate what can sometimes be quite abstruse and obscure ideas to a more general audience when the opportunity arises. And I saw this uh, book as precisely that sort of opportunity.
0: If we take a step back for a minute, I know that you began your career as an archaeologist. And on the face of it, that seems quite a long way away, you know, digging around in Ruins or whatever, trying to uncover um, ancient or older civilizations, so from that to the sort of cutting edge of our technological world seems quite a, a distance to travel. can you Can you sort of explain how you came to make that journey? Uh,
1: maybe. Is the answer. I mean, for me, uh, even as an archaeologist, I was really interested in the relationship between technology and society. Now, obviously, an archaeologist, you get art- technological artifacts. And in my case, I spent a lot of time looking at bits of chipped stone, flint tools, and so on, and trying to say something sensible about the social context uh, in which they were created and, and, and used and ultimately discarded. As time drew on, in, I, I, I hesitate to call it a career that I had in archaeology, but it was certainly my involvement in it. I got more interested in the theoretical aspects of technology and and, and and society, the relationships between them. And I ended up in a place where I knew that I wanted to go back to university and study the relationships between information technologies and society. So that's really where I, I shifted my emphasis, I was into the information technology space. And I went back to college and, and took a, a couple of degrees and ultimately did a PhD in what turns out to be the subject of this book, which is cybersecurity.
0: That sounds like quite a compelling explanation mm-hmm. to me that so you're interested in how technologies are embedded in their social context whether that's ancient technologies or mm. contemporary technologies
1: yes and how they, how they interrelate Te- from my perspective technology is not something that sits apart from society or from social use or from people it's something that we co-construct in uh, what we might call a socio-technical space, where society and technology interact and intermingle and and so on in very complex and sometimes very unexpected ways.
0: But when you meet someone new and you tell them you work in cybersecurity, do they expect you to be able to give advice on virus protection? I mean, it's, it's quite it's quite a long way from that sort of side of things that you're interested in, isn't it?
1: Yes. I frequently get asked issues about technical cybersecurity that I simply am completely unqualified to even understand what the questioner is asking. And that's partly one are these issues around this book, is trying to demystify what sounds like a very technical, jargon-heavy computer science world, which in large respect it is, but trying to understand why it is that something like this is important in the wider context in which most of us operate. So yes, I have been asked many times to, you know, fix a some sort of Windows installation or what's up with my network? And and believe me, I am not an expert on those technical issues at all.
0: So you, you mentioned earlier some of the big issues that swirl around cybersecurity questions. So it's a it's a big and it's a complex field, not just technically, but also in the the various domains of our of our lives that it touches. So how did you begin to think about making this complicated world accessible to the reader, how did you decide to approach the question of what cybersecurity is for?
1: Well, luckily for this book, which and other books, you don't aren't always gifted something so neat as a question. So in this case, it was trying to answer this question: what is cybersecurity for? With a narrative, a story that made both logical sense and. I'll use that word again, but narrative sense. So starting from A and getting to B, but on the meantime, trying to tell a story that's engaging the listener, but also explaining how you get from that point, you know, the question if you like to the answer. So breaking that into manageable chunks was is it, if it sounds easy in principle, was actually quite difficult in practice because, as you know, and as any professional knows, if you if you're in a field for long enough, sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. And I did struggle for a while in trying to give this thing form. I knew what I wanted to say. Uh, more or less, or I knew the the endpoint I wanted to get to, but wasn't quite sure how to divide it up into manageable chunks that that made sense both argumentatively and narratively. So there were times when I was slightly despaired. And so, um, yes, it was a tricky business, but um, uh, got there in the end.
0: And you probably had a publisher breathing down your neck and, <laughs> and all sorts of other other calls on your time. Just <laughs> well, a, a word limit. Did you have in mind a sort of? Um, Typical reader, when you were writing, because with a field like this, which does have a technical domain, a a technical dimension, as as we're saying, I guess you've got to judge how much to take for granted and how much you have to explain.
1: Yes, The, the reader I had in mind was someone who understands, if only in a skeletal sense, that what we're undergoing currently in the world in terms of digital transformation is quite profound in many ways. And that's about it. So I was, I was really looking for a reader that is aware that something's happening, even if they don't understand the technical aspects or even the social and political implications of that. And I wouldn't ask a reader for anything else, really, because whilst I might claim to be an expert in some sense, you'd never uh, expect your readers to be one too. And that's where the difference is with, with pure academic writing, in which you can appeal to a certain community of, of like-minded and similarly educated within a very niche area uh, and communicate within that expert community. But that, that simply isn't going to work if you're writing for a more general readership. So a, a general awareness, I think, and an understanding that you know when I talk about a computer, uh, we kind of know that these things, A, exist, and B, more or less the kind of context in which we're going to find them. And let's take it from there
0: so t- taking it from that starting point this the sense that the reader that you know the potential reader will be aware that there is something significant going on in the world of you know how human beings interrelate with computers and computer networks where would you would you know without, without inviting you to sort of summarize the whole book where did you hope to take them in terms of deepening broadening that understanding of the nature of that significance
1: yeah and i think i think the short answer to that comes from this issue about the embeddedness of digital technologies in most of our lives. And and to try and unpick and unpack a little bit uh, what the significance of that is in terms of security. And security is a very much a contested and an odd concept in itself. Um, so why are we even talking about this technical computer security? Why is that relevant to me? That's for the geeks and the boffins and the computer scientists, the network engineers. You know, I buy the software and You know, somebody else can sort out the the problems that I have with that and my computers and so on. I'll ring tech support. But it's not that simple. And that's what I was hoping to show in the book. So, taking people to a place whereby saying, okay, you you do have this, you know, there's network hardware infrastructures uh, spanning the globe, but why should we care about this? Why is this more than a matter of engineering? Why, in fact, which is the argument I make in the book, why is this an issue of politics and how does it affect everyone uh, in the world? And uh, where might we? How might we think about it in a much more productive fashion?
0: Yeah, because to take a maybe a rather fatuous example, we wouldn't publish a book called "What is Home Security for?" You know, maybe Homeland Security, <laughs> but not not Home Security. So that i guess sort of points to the fact that this this ramifies in all sorts of different ways and has all sorts of different dimensions from the yeah. you know for international geopolitics down to someone making a bank transaction it's it's yeah. um, it's more than that i think that's
1: to just to, to extend your example we wouldn't probably in this series have a book that says what is computer security for what is information security before, because the clue's in the title. It's, it's, it's about securing information, or it's about securing computers. This strange word, cyber security, which is much maligned in some quarters, by the way, but it is the language of policy, it's the language of journalism, and indeed the language of academia. It's like, what else is packed into this idea? And exactly as you say, how does it extend out, and how is it related to other wider societal trends and dynamics and so on. You know, it's not just the computer. There's something else going on in there, and I'm trying to show what those something else's are.
0: That was Tim Stevens, whose book, What is Cybersecurity For?, is available now. There are more details about it and the other titles in the series on the Bristol University Press website at bristoluniversitypress.co.uk. That's it from me. So for now, thanks for listening and goodbye.